on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chicago. This coming from Chicago. the oh, it's on the Doors loop again. Open on the left. <laughs> uh, coming from the six hundred six Media Studios. This is the TCSF podcast with Big Z in the house with me. It is JC Howard. Uh, what's up, brother? How are you? How's it going, man? Good to see you again. Good to see you, man. It's a two-man show today. Stevie B's got like a stomach bug, and then um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, no, Ivan's not on the show. He's doing his own show. He's doing a bear show. Uh, Serge is he's got the flu, so we're uh, down two men. It, it sounds like the bulls, you know. We're just going down like flies. Uh, <laughs> I, was gonna say, I, I had the flu. Uh, if you remember the episode we did, the uh, the exotic chips that yeah yeah yeah. and then literally that night i had the flu oh my god um and like i said those those chips that i had coming (laughs) like you even to this day like if i smell like a barbecue chip i'm just like no no like get it get get it away from me (laughs) so you're done with barbecue chips forever then not not forever, but I feel like like it'll probably be a year before like <laughs> I can smell that barbecue like chip smell. Okay, yeah, because um, you know it is you know summertime comes around and you know barbecue ribs and smoke stuff. That's that's a little different. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like I, I don't know about the barbecue ribs because that was the particular chip that I ate. Yeah, but uh, but like like brisket, I'm like mm, we're gonna have to. Me and my stomach are gonna have to work something out about brisket. <laughs> Look at here, man. We love this. <laughs> Cooperate. <laughs> like just nice and easy. There you go. Shh, go with it. Go with it. Oh man, episode 180 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grid Clothing Company. Go over there and uh, search for uh, TCSF or True Chicago, and you know, the shirt will pop up. Uh, when you go out to check out, if you get more stuff, great. If you don't, just buy our shirt. Uh, hit TrueFan15 for your promo code for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Get your official shirts now. Uh, we're on youtube or on spotify you're on any social platform just find us subscribe get the notifications give us five stars on your listening app of choice and you know and follow us you know definitely be a part of the show by being vocal we love it when you guys are you know giving us our live comments we go back and forth um it's just we love yeah we love questions we love anything you want to talk draft you want to talk Whatever you guys want to talk about, throw a topic out there, and we'll try and knock it out of the park if we can. That's right. That's right. All right. In this live episode, the Bears fill out their coaching staff and pull an audible on their new home, the potential new home of the Chicago Bears. The Bulls are in a perpetual groundhog day. Uh, the, the Cubs are still working on belly, the belly watch. Uh, we got to make a clock, a clock down, a countdown or something for belly. Uh, the White Sox finally make some trades, meh, uh, all that, and stirring a pot. Uh, but let's get into it. This is the Loop, our Chicago sports roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Now you know what I know. I know it's a loop song us and our intro song, but uh, you, I really want to hear some some Bears intro, Bears intro, and that's got to be the, the three and out, and that's gonna be for the Bears. Because uh, this is going to be a quick bear segment, right? Dun, 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 dun. 
All right. In the shocking report, the uh, Cranes Chicago business reported that the main stadium focus is now centered on constructing a stadium on the south lot of Soldier Field, not the 197.2 million property they just purchased in Arlington Heights. Uh, they, they already put a lot of work into that property. They signed the agreement to purchase the land in September of 21. They purchased land for 197.2 million, like I said, in February of 23. And then over the summer, spent millions on demolition to tear down the structures and the racetrack at Arlington Park. How do we feel about this? I mean, we're, all we're doing is moving down, you know, several hundred yards from uh, Soldier Field in that south lot and and possibly some of the the uh old mccormick place that they might tear down and, and give to the bears but um how do you feel about this jc well let's start with the fact of you know cities and villages in illinois are greedy oh yeah um, you know corrupt well i don't want to say corrupt but you know unfortunately you have three school districts that are you know evaluating that the property is worth x amount you have the bear saying no 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 no. we just tore down all the structures on the property so now it's worth you know just the land itself mm -hmm. there's no structures anymore so now our tax credit should be at this amount so you know there's just going to be a back and forth until it basically comes down to the fact of you know no one's going to come to an agreement and you know the best place is going to be on the lakefront, which even the lakefront has its issues because years ago there was a law or a bill put into the um, Chicago uh, lakefront. We want to call it, you know, lakefront bill where, you know, you can't build private um, entities on the lakefront. Right. It's supposed to be for you the know, public. It has to be public space. It has to be whatever. So if we go back and look at, you know, we were having issues with the Lucas Museum where mm -hmm. that would have brought millions and millions of dollars in right. tourists and, you know, whatever. Now we're sitting here with vacant land that is doing nothing. So, you know, I, I understand to a point that you want the lakefront to be family friendly you want it to be an attraction you want it to be whatever but at the same time like like millennial park i mean there's so many parks on the lakefront itself that it's like no 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 this property was already soldier field it's already used as a field all we're doing is tearing down one structure moving it onto another plot of land mm -hmm. that was a parking lot essentially right and we're gonna construct a new building and then the old building will be torn down obviously now whether or not it becomes a you know four four story parking garage or however they're going to do it because i doubt they're going to want to put a parking lot back in um you know it, it's going to become an issue where you know i have a feeling there's going to be lawsuits and pickets and you know all kinds of people trying to cause issues for this new new stadium on the lakefront too and I'm I'm sure the White Sox are going to go through the exact same issue. Yeah, uh, you know I, I think this is more of a posturing thing because you already got the land, you've got all the acres out there in Arlington Park. You can have the infrastructure. It's just you know again the the township or the city being greedy and like oh no we want X amount for you to be here and do this and we're not going to give you that much. We're not going to give you public money, which is understandable. But to move it several hundred yards south and build a structure on that 
parking lot and then possibly tear down old uh, um, the old structure of the McCormick place, it still doesn't solve the problem. It's super difficult to get in and to get out of that area. It's super congested. It, it's literally, it's a, it's, what is that, a route, right? Lakeshore, Lakeshore Drive is a route. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, the, the only problem is, though, is that the current CEO uh, for the Bears, um, is it Ken, Ken Williams or? No. No, that's uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin Warren. Kevin, Kevin Warren. Warren. Yeah. Sorry. I, mm-hmm. I don't know why I always want to say Williams, but Kevin Warren. You know, he's done this before with the Minnesota Vikings and he's built stadiums. He prefers the downtown setting, right? Of when you build a stadium, not only that, with you know, Soldier Field, anytime they do a Monday night football game or they do whatever, you know, they do that helicopter shot where they zoom out on the beautiful lakefront and the city and the backdrop of, of you know, Soldier Field on the lake and the city backdrop. Okay, now you're going to move to Arlington Heights and you're going to zoom out on what <laughs> cornfields, <laughs> Just man. the stadium. Like, like there's, yeah, there's, there's no attractiveness to Arlington Heights. Yeah. Um, I also have a family friend who grew a family friend of a friend grew up with the McCaskies and he basically said Arlington Heights will become nothing more than a housing project where they'll just make money off of it and they'll just build houses and townhouses and whatever. I mean, either, um, either way they'd make money. Of course that that's not going to yeah. be an issue with, with real estate being what it is at the, at the moment. But, but, but again, if, if they cannot come to it right now, they're like a hundred million dollars in a, in difference mm-hmm. between what, you know, all the, because these schools, they want to be funded. Right. And all these schools are saying like, Hey, you're worth a hundred and, I forget the number. It was like 130 or 160 million dollars, and the Bears are like, "No, we're worth 30 million because we tore down all the structures." So they're like a hundred million dollars difference, you know, between what the Bears are saying the tax evaluation should be, and what you know the school districts say they should be. Now, now, granted, once once they put a stadium up, I'm sure the tax evaluation will be 130 million, but that's not what it should be for vacant land even though that vacant land is i forget how many acres mm-hmm. you know but like i said it, it, the bears have two very good options right now and basically it's going to come down to who's going to play ball you know is is the governor is uh the, the mayor, mayor Johnson, of chicago yeah. going to play ball and basically tell whoever these people are that you know, win against um, the Lucas Museum. Hey, tough. We're going to do it anyway. And, you know, this will be great for the city because now we can host Super Bowls and NCAAs and we can host way more concerts because it's indoor. And now we can host concerts in the winter and all these other events. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, like it would be a no brainer for the city of Chicago because not only do you have the only weird thing to me is because soldier field was owned by the park district correct i just i don't know how that's going to work yeah cause because they don't I, own the I, land. I think the bears want to be the owners right so you're not going to get that so, revenue uh influx that you would if you owned like the property the hotel the sports book you know if you owned everything then you're you're raking in all of every single cent rather yeah. than 
what you're going to have to deal with in, you know, paying people and subsidizing what what you did for the, the to build a stadium and paying people back. It's just it's not going to be as lucrative as far as financially to do that. That's why it, like it doesn't make sense. Like everybody's like, oh, with the appeal of having the bear. You know what? <laughs> How many Super Bowls y'all got? One. Yeah. Well, the, the the one interesting thing, like I was talking to my guys, you know, we were talking about this. And I basically said, like, build a stadium facing east to west, because if, if it's a true dome and it's not a retractable roof or anything like that, I would build a stadium east west with the east facing wall glass so that mm-hmm. you could actually while you're sitting in the stadium, you can look out the east wall and see the lake. Yeah, like that's one. like, like I said, that's the one most of the one attractive things of you know that particular setting is you want to see the lake otherwise you know you're gonna you'll have a north south facing building and then maybe you're building like if, if you have a glass wall you're looking at the mccormick center or you're looking at the field museum and a parking lot because mm-hmm. now the north side would potentially become the parking lot and then you have the field museum and a decent view of but again depending on you know the parking lot you know, because facing that field museum, you do have a view of somewhat of, you know, the high rises of through Millennium Park facing that north side. Right. So, but again, you know, it, it's all politics. It, it really and, is. It really is. Is how many how many ha- hands can you grease? You know, whose pockets are going to get lined? Uh, because you know, at the end of the day, Kevin Warren was brought in after the fact that they bought the Arlington Heights property. Um, yeah. the the issue with the, the Bears and the city was with the former mayor. It wasn't with Mayor Johnson. Um, you know, so you had Lightfoot, you know, battling with the Bears and then retracting towards the end of her term as she was on her way out. So now you yeah, have at, at which point the Bears were like, No, we're no. not doing business with you. We're, no, not at all. We're moving on. Correct. And like I said, that is probably thirty percent of the reason why Lightfoot got voted out in Chicago. And now, like I said, now we got Johnson. He's more willing to play ball with the Bears. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I think we're going to have issues with this whole bill about building, you know, uh, you know, non-public structures on the lakefront. So, like I said, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely will be interesting. Uh, the Bears rounded up their coaching staff. Uh, so it looks like it's complete at this point, right? Uh, they they hired Chad Morton as a running backs coach, and uh, they created a, a passing game coordinator spot for Thomas Brown. I think he was with, uh, if I don't remember, if I remember correctly, that might have been with the Carolina Panthers. So, again, these are small. Yeah, I remember somebody coming from Carolina. Yes, these are small coaches, and we don't know what significance it will mean to the coaching staff and what influence they'll have. Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming this was was, was for the spot that they were trying to make for Kingsbury when they interviewed him, because this is what he did. He was a consultant on the passing game uh, in his last stop. So he wasn't really an offensive coordinator. So now he retracted from the Raiders and is going to the commanders. Uh, And now the commanders are all in, you know, in, in, in frenzy because they think they're going to get Caleb now. Well, you know, I I read something today that, uh, you know, the commanders are going to, offer up the godfather package the the package that you can't refuse Mm -hmm. so and and as soon as i saw that like i screenshotted it sent it to my buddies in group chat and was like 
take that offer. Because, again, like, okay, so we move back one spot. We get Drake May. Yeah. Like, we still get a quarterback. Correct. Maybe it's not Caleb Williams, which, again, you never know if a quarterback is going to pan out. It's probably one of the biggest risk rewards, right? It's like literally you're all in, and you can either cash in or you're going to bust out. And like you said, like these quarterbacks, you don't know who's going to pan out. And, yeah. you know, what if what if like Drake May like, is the next you know, Tom Brady? And he's, he's not a mobile person, but he can throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, you could go down the list, you know, Baker Mayfield, you know. And like I said, you could go down the list of like all these guys that got drafted super high and they don't pan out. Yeah. And, you know, not to say that Caleb may or may not be that, but, you know, th- this whole like, you know, I, I think it was I think the numbers are even with being drafted one or two, like it's still a fifty-five percent chance that they're not gonna be what you expect them to be. Right. So it's like, okay, if, if I'm gonna take a fifty-five percent chance, like I'd rather do it with a lot more picks in my pocket and take Drake May and, and walk away with a first and a second and Yeah, because they're know, gonna I suck I again. I don't, I don't know what else the commanders are going to offer. You know, maybe they offer a Terry McLaurin or mm-hmm. um, a John Dotson or whoever it may be. You know, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Payne, mm-hmm. uh, the defensive tackle who we were wanting to sign in the offseason, but they had signed him before he was able to become a free agent. So it's like, okay, maybe they throw him at us because he was a guy we wanted. Right. It's just a year later now than, you know, so it's one of those where, like I said, to move down one spot, like I said, if I can get the Godfather package, I'd be kind of intrigued. You kind of do it because now you're going to plug in a lot more holes with more traffic, more draft capital. You still have money. You can go after guys in the free agency uh, window, which is coming up, you know, very soon. I think it's what March something. Um, you're looking at that, right? So you do get the Godfather package and you trade down. You're still going to get a top tier quarterback. You can still get, you know, in, in with a nine pick or even if you trade down to the 10 and still get more draft capital to replenish the second round pick that we, we traded away. You could, There's so many options here. And I, I don't even know what to think of Ryan Poles right now because he's got like so many different like what ifs. And you know, yeah, I, yeah. So, and it's like, yeah, and and that's the thing is like he he's got the whole world and the whole draft in his hands, and like there's so many scenarios. Like I've I've done a couple mock drafts where it's like, all right, I draft Caleb at one and then see what happens. I've done a couple mock drafts where I trade back to three, take Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Then you know I take from nine and I draft all the back all the way back into the twenties, and like just like from nine it's like oh you want the ninth pick sure i'll move back to 13 and then at 13 it's like oh you want to move up to 13 okay i'll move back to 20 okay you want 20 i'll move back to 23 and then i still end up with an edge rusher at 23 Mm -hmm. and then it's like okay i have a first from this team a first from this team and a first from that team to like move back like you know all these spots so it's one of those where it's like okay so i walk away with next year i have three first rounds and again not not to say that would actually happen right in a draft you right. know it it you hardly see that many where like teams want to move up or move down you know that many times um but again it, it's just one of those like to me 
even if I moved the nine pick, um, because really like you're looking at edge rush, which edge rush this year is kind of meh, you know, it's, there's really not that one guy who's like Will Anderson last year. You know what I mean? Okay. Where it was like, he was the consensus best defensive player Mm -hmm. on the board that, you know, should be taken within the top three picks. Like this year, like you have three edge rushers. None of them are like even considered like a top 10. Okay. Um, there's, there's a lot of offensive tackles. There's a lot of wide receivers and, you know, the, in quarterbacks. But really that edge rusher is like somewhere the first one is really about like 10 to 12 range for, you know, because you still have a couple corners in there as well mm-hmm. that are worth taking in, you know, the top 10, 12. Um, so you, you were saying with the, with the second pick, they should go after MJF. I mean, MHJ. <laughs> to me, if we could do something like the Arizona Cardinals last year, which I highly doubt it will be possible, um, where we can take our quarterback at one or two mm-hmm. and then move back up and get MHJ. But I don't see any way MHJ makes it past the Cardinals. Right. Um, because the Cardinals need an, you know, if they're keeping Kyler Murray, they need a number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I read something that Poles was still looking at tackle potential for like the number nine pick because you do have Joe Alt and Olu Fashanu, and then there's one more offensive tackle that are in that top 10 range. Um, but it's still one of those where it's like, you know, like I said, he's he's got any, any route, any avenue he wants to go. Like he has all the cards in his hands to, to make that happen. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, as we say in polls, we trust. <laughs> I, this is literally going to decide the future of the Chicago Bears for the next ten years and how it's yeah, going to look and, forward. And like I said, as as we approach free agency, like that'll give so much more clarity to the draft as well. I mean, if if we walk away with a T Higgins or you know a Michael Pittman or um, any of these wide receivers that are hitting free agency. Um, if, if we walk away with a center um, in free agency, that would be um, huge. huge. The, the center from Seattle is available. Um, I forget his name. Um, and then there's a center um, out of Miami who is also available. Um, the center out of Miami has a torn ACL. So mm. yeah, he's coming off injury, but ACL is really you know they're they're not that big of a hindrance anymore like they were 10 years ago Mm -hmm. um so like i said you know well free free agency to me kind of tells us where we're gonna go with the draft um but you know all the all the news out of you know senior bowl is that a lot of execs think that the bears remain at one yeah and take caleb or drake may We'll find out. Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be very interesting. There's so many scenarios, and you know, like you said, that the uh, free agency is going to dictate. Like I said, you you look back at the the year we took uh, Turbisky, and it's like Deshaun. Like everybody wanted Deshaun Watson. Everybody wanted we. You know, we could have had, uh, um, you know, Mister Perpetual Super Bowl. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. But, uh, you know, like I said, we end up with Trubisky because, you know, he owned a Toyota Camry and 
seemed you know very real wow yeah yeah so yeah. i mean that that kind of scares me because it was it uh is drake drake may is from from north carolina correct correct so yeah. that is, is that's kind of scary to repeat what right yeah but drake it. drake may has been doing it for two or three years now it's yeah. not like terbisky was a one-year wonder and mm-hmm. you know came in what was it, his junior year finished the season because the quarterback didn't play the bowl game so he finished his junior year and then his senior year was like you know he had a fantastic season and then you know declared so you know and, and that's the big thing like I, I, i've been him. saying i've been saying like get me a quarterback that's been the starter for at least three years mm-hmm. do not give me these one-year wonders that you know show up for one year ball out and then it's like they don't understand offenses or defenses they can't read a playbook they can't lead a huddle yeah you know like i don't want to deal with that yeah you know so like i said uh both guys williams and may have been the starters for like three years so we should be good there yeah well let's transition to the uh madhouse on madison since we're talking about fizzling out uh the chicago bulls uh, zach levine uh his trying season has reached a conclusion a crescendo this past Saturday afternoon when the Chicago Bulls and Zach Levine announced that the two-time All-Star will go undergo, undergo season-ending foot surgery. No idea what specifically with the foot. They just said foot surgery. Uh, Levine, who missed 17 games with an urge, injury, <laughs> injury earlier this season before returning to play uh, and then re-aggravating it with a sprained ankle, finishes his 2024 season with 19 points, 19.5 points, 3.9 assists, shooting below... What he posted in the last three years, he played 25 out of the 49 games. Uh, he is the man in the mirror. And, uh, yeah, the Bulls and Levine and his agency, in consultation with the Bulls medical staff and training staffs, opted for surgery after seeking additional medical opinions. Surgery will happen this week, and he'll be sidelined for four to six months. This is an opportune time for Zach Levine to be like, yeah, I, I'm not going to rest it. I'm going to have surgery. Um, this was mostly posted by Zach Levine and his camp. This was what the Bulls posted out was that Zach Levine has chosen to have surgery. Not that he's going to have surgery. That that was the wording. It kind of sounds a lot like the Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, scenario where, oh, you know, I'm going to enjoy my last minute. I'm going to enjoy my summer and uh, I'm going to have surgery when the season starts and screw the team over i mean he was uh on the on the on the the trade block and it was hot and heavy with detroit uh with us getting one of the younger players a couple expiring contracts and a pick and i I just really think he was like nah screw that i don't want to go to detroit and play for that team um and no yeah and so he, he joins uh you know uh ball who actually was on the last uh broadcast and they literally served him up softball questions. They did not press him. And that was so frustrating um, because Adam Amin is really, really good at, w- at what he does. And, and so is uh, and so is Stacey King. But they just did not press any issue. Like, when are you coming back? What is the feel? The knee feel, the knee feel like there was no pressing. Uh, he and, and Ball was at the uh, the UC today that the uh, not the Bertels at the yeah. Advocate Center, uh, just taking. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I saw a news report that he was shooting balls today. Yeah, he, well, yeah. So he was just literally on the block, just you know, 
standing still and just shooting. I, I need just I I need that boy pushing that knee. Either it's gonna go or it's not. You know, you you're you're gonna be Brandon Roy or you know well, to me like I I don't think Lonzo's gonna be back this year. So no, it's, there's no reason to. I don't I don't need you to push it because no. if if you push it and re injure it, then I'm just gonna be even more ticked off. So listen, I, I'm fine with slow playing Lonzo. Two and a half and, years. You know, Two and a half years. But how many more years does he have on contract? I think about two and a half. So, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, and not only that, the Bulls keep getting money back because he's been injured and hasn't been able to play. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Bears are looking for that roster cap, uh, you know, relief. That exception, well. right? Um, so essentially, like, there's sixty million dollars on the bench of not playing. Oh, yeah. 60 yeah. million dollars just sitting there on the bench uh to get paid and not play um I, I just it's so just frustrating with this bulls and that's why i call this episode groundhog day because we're right back where we started balls hurt levine's hurt damar is getting older um he's at his caruso's you know caruso's hurt caruso's always hurt yeah it looked like he hurt his he's groin the last wait five game. minutes yeah wait five minutes he's like you know he's like like a, a bag of popcorn two minutes boom ding he's hurt again and i love caruso i love his heart i love his passion for the for playing basketball in the chicago bulls but man is it like cringeworthy to be like oh my god he went for a block and then you know he twisted his ankle oh my god he saved the ball yeah. out of bounds and twisted and tweaked his, his groin um, it, it's it's scary, and there's zero market yeah. for Caruso because they are asking for a king's ransom for Caruso because, you know, he he's a coach on the floor, and you know he yeah. he's a really good guy, and he he drives the locker room. Well, he's one of the better defenders in the entire. One hundred percent. But I, I will say this: I did read something also that Kobe White is untouchable. Um, so that's at least a good thing for the Bulls to yeah. be and recognize, like. Hey, you know what? He's been our best player so far this season. Yeah. You know, I know he's having a little slump now, you know, and hasn't been playing as great. You know, he's been burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's dropped off a little bit. But you know what? <laughs> to me, I don't care. Like, dude, keep giving him the minutes. Keep letting him, you know, expand his game. Let him keep finding a rhythm where, you know, like, like I said, we, we we keep these young guys on the bench like Pat Will and some of these guys, and it's like they don't get the playing time. Mm-hmm. Then when Zach was hurt, they were finally getting the playing time, and they were balling out. So it's like, you know, to me, like keep giving these younger guys the playing time, and that only helps us in the long run when, you know, Lonzo does come back. You know, Le- I we assume Levine will be back next year. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Will will a team trade for him with an injury where he won't be able to play for a year? It's possible, but I doubt it because if you're gonna give up, yeah, if you're gonna give up assets, like I said, we'll give, you, give up the assets when you know he's not gonna play, right? Right. So you know, so we're, we're looking at the roster. We're looking at the young roster. Dalen Terry, who's been sent up and down between the Winnie City Bulls and the Chicago Bulls, not mm-hmm. getting a consistency. Javon Carter, who we brought over from Milwaukee, hasn't been in the rotation on a consistent basis. When he's in there, he plays very well. Is he going to play 25, 30 minutes? No, he's, he's a bench guy. Uh, Vucevic, he's got, two, I believe, two years left on his contract um, after this year. Is he going to be traded? I mean, we know what he is. He doesn't play great defense, 
But he, if you feed him, like you old school basketball, feed him in the post, he can get you a double-double on a nightly basis. It was him and uh, what did we play the other day? Um, what did we play? Uh, Sabonis from uh, Sacramento. He leads the league right now in double-doubles. And the guy, I think he had a triple-double against us or whatever. But we know what Vooch is. He's going to score 12 yeah. to 15 points. We need him to score 20 now because we don't have Zach. We need him to score 20 because DeMar is not really, you know, DeMar that we got in our first year. He's, he's a lot older. Those, those knees ain't going to hold up as long. I see DeMar yeah, on the bench I, a little longer now. I, I, I kind of question, like, is Donovan's system conducive to Vooch? Because, I mean, nope. Vooch is more of not like, at all. You, you know, throw it down low and let him do his thing. Right. Where Donovan's system, like to me, it's more of like a right. spacing game, and like he, like to me, it's like like what the Bulls need to do is for forget this like ISO stuff, like that's killing like, them. That when, ISO. when they when they hit five seven passes, like to me, that's when basketball looks its best. Yep, is like when you're getting the ball moving that much, it eventually opens someone up like wide open and you see that when caruso has the ball he passes the ball to the open guy he doesn't care who it is the iso yeah. ball is you know the demar de rosen where he's like i'm just gonna shoot from the free throw line and get out of the way and then everyone's just yeah. standing there no one rebounds yeah. uh like i said and, and that's where we're missing lonzo the most is because oh, yes, yes. Lo- lonzo was definitely a pass first point guard and he was like kind of that general where it was you know he knew how to drive a lane find the open guy mm-hmm. you know where now like kobe's kind of filling in that in in there but it's one of those where like that's not his game yep yeah you know so it's one of those where unfortunately the bulls are kind of are what they are you know i i think you know demar DeRozan's on that expiring contract you, we can't come to a deal you've got to trade him i think we have to trade him. you've got to trade him so that way you, you open up money for next year because if not, you're you're gonna have maybe twenty five million dollars, if that, if that, um, just to spend you know, on Pat creators. Williams. He's gonna take a walk, I, I yes. believe, and he's a restricted you know, free agent. But I, I believe that they're not gonna match any offer because someone's gonna offer him and be like, we can develop that talent. The big dude, he can shoot from the outside. We can yeah, develop. That, that's the problem with the NBA now. Is like even even like the eighth or ninth guy on the bench seems to be getting ten fifteen million dollars, and it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean like, that's what, yeah. Oh yeah, like, like I'm I'm kind of upset that I'll never have a kid that's six foot five. You know, where's that spot where a five five foot eight white kid can you know? You, you might have to date a like a Norwegian woman who's like six foot eight. That way, that could even out for you, man. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I doubt a six foot eight Norwegian would want a five foot eight guy like me. <laughs> you have a lot to offer. You have a lot I, to offer. I, I had an ex. I had an ex that in heels was like six three, um, but even that was you know, it, it was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, just as to wrap up your point about uh, allowing these young guys, Ayo has shown a lot more confidence in shooting and going yes, to the yes, hole. He has. He, he's not afraid to get to the contact. Tory Craig is back from injury, but he's on minute restriction, so we'll see how that pans out. Um, yeah, Craig, Craig to me is a great guy off the bench. Yeah, yeah, definitely a great guy off the bench, and you know he's he's on the cheap side, uh, a little older, thirty three. He's making two point five. Yeah, I, I think I I really think Io needs way more time on the floor. Yes, and and like 
someone needs to like push him to be like, dude, like we need you to build some confidence this year. Like, come on, like th- this is your year. Let's go. Yeah, when Kobe White's you off know? the floor, Io should be on there with Caruso, uh, just to give him that you know that camaraderie with Caruso and have that that mentorship on there. So I really think that that that's one aspect of having that uh, Caruso coach. Yeah, because like Io Io will flash and then like he'll disappear for you know games at a time and then yeah. it's just like like where 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 are you at like, <laughs> yeah it is definitely where are you we, we can't find you definitely that yeah. definitely that all right uh jc let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk uh baseball some hot stove uh with our baseball teams all right all right ladies and gentlemen all right all right we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors let's hit this button baby the sports fans show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey guys, it's Steven. And this is Sean, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans. Don't forget to listen to No War on the Weekend, new episodes on Monday. You can find us <laughs> anywhere you listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to go do a couple of shots, so let's kick it back over to Big Z. Oh, thanks, Sean, for kicking it back. Oh, hey, why is it on loop? Show off your Here Chicago we go. Pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. There we go. Yeah, it's like technical difficulties there. It's got the loop. Uh, Grit, we're going to need uh, double this week. <laughs> oh man uh so this is the true chicago sports fan podcast with big z we have jc in the house he's a uh, he's many hats today uh he's actually you know expounding to the uh cubs i mean to baseball and to basketball usually you say you take basketball I, was gonna, I usually stay like more quiet and let you guys talk you know the other teams and then i'll chime in and be like trade them Trade them, but <laughs> trade them. There we go. All right, let's talk about your favorite uh, baseball team, the Chicago Cubs. Uh, we, we're still on belly watch um, right now. The market's closing because everyone else has already signed their outfielders, and uh, there's maybe one or two places where he can go. And now teams are saying, "Well, uh, short-term contract, bro," and uh, he should have cashed in at, at, at the beginning. He's still asking for two hundred north of two hundred million for a long-term contract. According to Scott Boris, uh, ultimately, the widespread belief within the industry is that Bellinger will, and the Cubs will reunite. Um, but only when his uh, price goes down. I, I think, you know, with spring training around the corner, it, it should yeah, happen within the next 20, 20 something days or. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Pitchers and catchers which uh, reporting on about 10 days uh, and then another another week after that so yeah you're looking yeah, at i was gonna say i thought i thought a couple days ago i saw like 21 days yeah yeah so like we're probably closer to 18 or something like that yeah so you know it, it's it's time man Cubs, pull the trigger you, you've got the money he wants to be here you hey want now, him here hey now, hey now you relax over there the cubs will pull the trigger when it's 
when Belly's good and ready to take less than two hundred million. <laughs> well, even now, if you we, do... we've had this conversation, you yeah. Know, like, like, look, we we want you back, Belly. We we need you back, baby. Come back. But we need you back at a lesser price than two hundred million. Yeah, we're you know well, we're, d- we're not can... offering the Godfather package, okay? No, we're offering the uh, the uh, little <laughs> lemonade the little stand. guy who owns the bar and does a little gambling in the back. <laughs> you know, we're we're offering that package. You got to knock a certain that way to get into the door. That's what guys to report to the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, yeah. I, why not? Why not backdate it just like the Dodgers did? Not, 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 I'm not saying the 200 million. I'm not saying the 200, but we give them, th- you know, throw them like another five, 10 million on the back end. Like, I hey, will pay you down the road, bro. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, we could, but at the same time, like, then you, then you're playing with your salary cap, which, you know, who knows? Like, it goes up every year. Five, 10 million is not going to hurt the Cubs. But, but the problem to me is like, you know, the Cubs, like, they're messing around with this marquee network. They're doing all this other stuff. And it's just like, like even the Yankees, it's like we when's enough enough? Like I, I pay five dollars for Netflix, I paid five dollars for Hulu, I paid right. ten, twenty dollars for like nickel it's and never dime. ending, bro. Yeah, now we're getting nickel and dime. You know, we were complaining about how the cutting the cord for cable because it's so expensive, it's like almost two hundred bucks, you know, with everything yeah. that you, you do. You're back at square one. You're back yeah. at square one when you 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 uh, incorporate the internet that you need now the bandwidth. You're you're paying a, like a, almost eighty ninety well, you, hundred you, bucks. You know, I I am a cord cutter. I don't yeah. pay for Netflix or any of that stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't say how I do it. I just say you know, I I he's I got a big antenna at home. Stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a very like like uh, when when I lived with a couple roommates, they all wanted HD TV. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need HD. I'll I'll watch standard def. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I always I grew up on standard def. I've never had HD. I'm clueless. Like I, I don't know how much better HD is, and I'm good not paying an extra forty dollars a month to find out. Oh, you mean as far as for for the, the streaming service like ESPN to get an HD and all that stuff? No, this was just regular TV channels. You know, the the roommates wanted uh, oh you know, okay 10, 1080p instead of 720. Uh, yeah, 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 I get it. I get like it. I said I, I grew up on standard def my whole life. I mean, so 720 I, to 1080 is far, if you're watching a show or something that's not like super fast moving, like football or soccer. Yeah, it makes no difference. Uh, but if you're watching a fast sport or, or something that's coming across the screen very fast, then yeah, it makes a huge difference. I mean, if you want to see the you know the blades of the grass on the on the football field, yeah, 1080p. Well, again, to, to to me, I grew up with it my whole life. I've never had it, so I still couldn't tell you to this day. So. <laughs> you turn turn the turn the knob to change the channel. <laughs> no, I have a remote. Okay, I'm I'm not that. I have a clicker. Here. But to me, like you know, when when it comes to stuff like that, like. To me, like if, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Like, you know, to me, like standard F is just fine. You know, all right. I don't, I don't need 4K or 1080 or whatever. Like, I'm good. <laughs> as as I, we, I, I, I get by, you know. As we're, as, I, I still, I still watch the same episode as Reacher as you. You know, it's <laughs> like I said, it's just a little, you know. Well, at, at, this, looking, well at this point, your cell phone's already in 4K. You, you know yeah. that's already there so you can watch it on, on those screens uh, and we were just talking off air about you know having the same camera because i just got a new camera and you know it's i had it on 2k it's still on 2k but um it, it's 
does it make a big difference? A hundred percent. I can really see myself and I'm not as blurry as I used to be, um, which seemed to be an issue. Um, but yeah, say, I'm, I'm, I don't know why on my end, it only allows me to go to 780. Um, um, you know, in, in, in the, the program we're running. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just changed the, the settings in, in the camera settings. I didn't change it on the, uh, stream yard. So maybe I, yeah, am. yeah. Stream, stream yard only allows you to go to, uh, I think it's, you might be right. It might be 720. Oh, 720. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 720 is the highest stream yard allow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, tr- trust me when <laughs> that was like the first thing, like when I started working with you guys on the podcast, I was like, dude, my camera is horrible. <laughs> like I kept looking all flushed and red. And yeah, you like, were, you were definitely very little like Santa Claus. Like, all like, the time. I, I, like I had had about 10 drinks and you know, <laughs> well, now, granted, to say on, you didn't on have episode after new year's. Yes, I did. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> um, otherwise, no, I'm, you know, I'm over here drinking my, uh, sparkling water and you know, nice. Nice, nice. But, all right, where, where do we leave off? We were talking. Oh about yeah, yeah. well yeah, we're switching over. We're switching over. I mean, we talked about the Cubs. There's really no, we're, no, no more stirring the pot than talking Cubs. Yeah, um, yeah. To me, with with the Cubs, you know, like I said, I, I think it's really going to come down to like pretty much reporting to spring training before we get anything done with Bellinger. Um, you know, I- Imanaga, uh, he's showing up all over Chicago wearing all kinds of sport, uh, you know, Bulls jerseys and. Blackhawks jersey. Oh, he's living it up with his with his name on it. So he's he's having a good time. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see how he does uh, in spring training. Um, but you know, like I said, uh, you know, we we were kind of let down this off season. You know, we didn't get any of the big name guys. But right. if we get if we get Belly back, that that at least I think salvages kind of the off season for the Cubs. But we'll see. You know, like I said, it's it's not the off season we hoped for, but right. it's the off season that you know Cubs fans really probably should have expected. I mean, they do have a lot of young talent that should be coming up. They have, uh, I think I read, yep. they have five top one hundred prospects. Uh, I was looking at that today. I think Keith Law post- posted it, uh, and so the White Sox as well after the trade that we'll talk about in a little bit, but. The, the, yeah, there were a bunch of guys at the end of the year last year that they brought up. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I you know, Crow, Stroman, um, and, and some of those guys. Oh, strong, yeah. um, so, like I said, we'll we'll see if they get brought back up this year. Um, and, and, and the reason that you got the manager is because he can get a lot of the player, a lot of talent out of the players that they had in, in, in Milwaukee yeah. with not big names. So, you know, maybe hopefully that's not what they're banking on. Because you still need big names and big time players to make that playoff push and put you over. So maybe they wait for the trade deadline to 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 make some deals because there's there's some there's some people out there still. I don't know, man. If you play money ball, you can you can get some good play out of some no namers, you know. But like I said, it, it's one of those like especially like the the younger guys. Um, you know, they they came in last season at the end of the season. A couple guys were playing pretty good. Then, you know, 10, 15 games into it, they were kind of slumping again. Um, so, like I said, hopefully they get a little more time in the big leagues and, you know, they start putting putting some seasons together and, you know, yeah. they, they live up to that uh, prospect potential. Have you ever been to spring training? Uh, I have. I got sent um, by the company um, in February to Arizona Um I showed up. They had an off day. Um, I showed up. I showed up uh, like two or three days later 
and like you could see them like doing batting practice and stuff like that um but like i didn't have a chance to like meet any of the players or you know do any of that stuff it was like you could stand at the fence line Mm -hmm. and basically see um like you know like especially the pitchers and the catchers you know doing their whole warm-up sessions and um then you know on one of the far back fields like you could see batting practice going on um you know so uh but that was a season with that might have been 2015 2016 oh wow Uh, it was yeah so it was it was like that year we were uh going to win so um i'll have to look it up uh see when my arizona trip was yeah um that's that's definitely but, on the on the on the bucket list to do is to, to go to uh, spring training and and be able to enjoy um, th- that atmosphere. I mean, I think it's everyone. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, that's that's literally like saying spring is coming, summer is coming, good times are coming, good weather, and that's what you're really focused on because when, once you know baseball's here, everyone gets excited for that, um, and then about two weeks later, everyone's kind of like meh, baseball, it's on. We'll wait till the summer when it's nice. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, minor leaguers, the Chicago White Sox won a pair of trades with a contending team, which is the Seattle uh, Mariners, sending right-hander Gregory Santos to Seattle and right-handed prospect Christian Mena or Mena uh, to Arizona. From Seattle, the White Sox received a package that included a pair of players uh, for the from the 40-man roster. Hartoy right-hander Prelander Barora and outfielder Zach Deloach, as well as the 69th pick in the 2024 draft in the deal with the Diamondbacks, which was announced um, on their social. Outfielder Dominic Fletcher goes to Chicago from Arizona um, and should be in the mix for trying to get some playing time because he's, he's an outfielder. And we have uh, we have a spot for in right field for anybody to play anybody. The White Sox also made an agreement with Kevin Pilar, a minor league contract. Uh, again, he'll be competing for a spot in spring training. Um, he would pay $3 million if he makes the major league roster. Pilar spent 2023 with Atlanta as a veteran outfielder. Um, again, these are just like very small deals. And while wow, right now we, we, we looked at what Kevin um, Chris Getz is doing as a new GM, He's trained a lot of the talent for a lot of young talent and replenishing it. It's 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 hard to imagine because we have we had a, a lot of homegrown names that we waited for in that rebuild and they didn't pan out. We still have Moncada, we still have Eloy, we still have Lubob, uh, Robert on the roster. We still have Cease, uh, Kopech. Um, uh, crochet we still have some names from from remnants of, of that window um, so I don't know what his direction is and you know it's easier when your administration your 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 front office says this is what we're going to do we're gonna tear it down to the studs we're gonna accumulate a bunch of talent and then supplement it with some veterans that's what the Cubs did they literally told you what they're doing the White Sox said well we're just gonna rebuild and really had no plan. Um, and now we don't know what the new GM with Chris Getz and his team. We don't know what's going on. We don't know exactly what his vision is for the White Sox. Right now, we look like the Kansas City Royals, where we have a bunch of minor leaguers and uh, maybe one or two MLB players who are just been roaming around signing on minor, minor league contracts. I don't see Cease staying with us past the trade deadline. That that 
some pitcher is going to go down for a major team. They're going to pull the trigger. They'll get the Kings ransom because the team wants to make that playoff push. Lou Bob, I don't want his talent wasted. Let's say he hits 40 home runs, 45 home runs. It doesn't really matter on a losing team. You're not going to get the MVP. You're not going to get the accolades. You're going to be kind of like a Mike Trout. You're, you're stuck in limbo in a crappy team, and no one really cares. You could be walk down the street, and no one's going to know exactly who you are. So, again, the White Sox right now, it's it's hard to be a White Sox fan. We're, we're back to square negative 15. Um, then you have the other aspect of, oh, they want to build in that lot, that lot in the South Loop. It, it'll be a novelty. That stadium will be a novelty for, for two, maybe three years with decent attendance. And then after that, it will plummet. Plummet. Well, but, I mean, the, the nice thing is if all you have technically is one or two MLB pro, like, players and the rest are minor league whatevers, at least you're cleaning up your salary cap and getting that, you know, hopefully back under control. And who knows? Maybe you go out and sign four or five guys, you know, like the Dodgers did, and you become relevant again. I, I, um, yeah, go ahead. You know, th- there is always that opportunity, but you know, like I said, un- unfortunately, you know, the White Sox uh, keep White like Sox. I said, if you build, if you build a better stadium and get out of that South Side, and you know, bring it. To the loop or you know we, we can add you guys to the loop as we do the uh, the loop session yeah yeah i gotta work on a video package i'm still learning all that um to that point i it's on the white Sox. like yeah. oh why why oh it's it's so dangerous out there you know there's it's all industrials and you know you, you've got uh you know it's it's not safe to get down there i'm like well it's that's on the White Sox. The the Cubs I, invested I, I, I in their know we community. Joke with you that it's not safe to go there. No, I know it, that, but I mean it's fine. It, it is fine. It is completely fine. But the the idea is that the White Sox have never reinvested in the area that they're in. The Cubs bought a bunch of the yeah. neighborhood bars. They reinvested and you know bought the McDonald's and tore it down and put a hotel. You were reinvested in the community and raised the value not only of the community but of your own team. The White Sox well, are not also, doing they it. They also bought out the community. They did. Like every single house that is in the outfield. Yeah. Like they bought it. Yeah. Like, I mean, there there are no apartments there anymore where no. you know, when when I was growing up as a kid, you would see like all the people looking out their apartment windows and cheering on the Cubs. Yep. Now it's like, no, 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 that's a bar. That's a you know, that's a you know, rooftop ticket where Correct. that's all catering and yeah. You know, corporate events and you know whatever which i don't i don't mind i love yeah. it especially i love i like buying tickets for those when it's gonna be a rainy day because if it gets rained out i get to go back for free <laughs> get to go back twice eat and drink and and you know enjoy the game right yeah, I've, I've done i've done a couple concert you know where i've done the rooftops for concerts and um didn't turn out so well audio wise but no you know it was one of those like it was okay you know for Thing we spend like a hundred bucks or you know whatever to sit on a rooftop and listen to the Foo Fighters, but um, I, I pulled up the the photo, yeah, from the spring training game. I don't know if you can see because of the lighting. No, I can. I can but we got we got Lester and Lackey. Um, like I said, I was able to see like the warm up and the pitching staff. Um, you know, while I was at the spring training, but like I said, no, no game was attended, uh, by me uh, yeah. when I was out there. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's, if you, if you don't know about spring training, like the starters are playing like maybe two innings and then 
they get they get the yeah. they go back to their home and or the hotel. They don't stay there. They literally get their two innings in. They maybe in the beginning they'll do their batting practice. They'll sign some autographs, play two innings, and bombinos. They're going back to the spa or whatever they got to do with the wives. They're they're not. Yeah, I, there. I got a buddy that lives out in Arizona, so it would be interesting to you know go see him and then possibly catch a catch a spring training game. Um, I've got two buddies also that are trying to set up a. Uh, Cubs Red Sox game because they want to go to Fenway. Um, I forgot when they're trying to do that. I, I would have to reach out to them and yep. figure out the dates. Definitely um, do it. Do it, bro. But I've I've already I've already been to Fenway, so for me it was kind of like uh, you didn't like it. I I, yeah. I really enjoyed Fenway. No, I I enjoyed it, but like I'm I'm trying to do some other vacation stuff this year gotcha. to where you know it's one of those like I I want I want to go to Europe. I want to do some Europe stuff. So. Um, it's one of those where it's like, I'm really like trying to watch how I'm spending my vacation time and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm doing and where I'm going, uh, you know, money wise. So, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So we're not going to beat any more dead horses with the Cubs and the White Sox. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back with stirring a pot after a word from our sponsors. Show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TrueFan15. TrueFan15 for 15 off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. What up? It's Martin Moreno and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with Big Z. We got JC in the house. Um, you know, JC, it's that time again, brother. It's 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 time for stirring the pot. Let me where's my where's my bell? There it is. That's right, that's right. So in honor of all the birthdays uh this past weekend, a lot of my friends and uh uh including yourself. Happy belated birthday! Uh, thank, you, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, my friend Eric, uh, we, we've got a bunch of birthdays over this weekend. So happy birthday to everybody! Yeah, um, my, myself and three coworkers all have the same birthday. That's insane. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. So and then out of that, I wanted to debate the best and the worst birthday gifts. <laughs> there we go, JC. JC, what what's the best and what and what's the worst? You know what? I'm a very like, like we were we were talking about the whole cable setup, right? Yeah. I'm a very simple man. Like I'm not, like I don't really care about presents and gifts. And like every year, my family comes to me and they're like, "Hey, what do you want for Christmas?" And I'm just like, I don't, mm. I don't need anything. Like I don't. Some socks, some underwear. <laughs> well, honestly, like. So the one gift I tell my mom every year is just give me a pair of slippers, a pair of slippers, you know, because like I, I wear them around the house, like in the winter and, you know, right. They get worn out um, in the summers and stuff like that, you know, yeah. cause I, 
me and my family like we try to take shoes off the front door as much as possible right. and switch into something where you're not tracking rocks and dirt and whatever into the, house, the, right. whole, mm-hmm. the whole house um so to, to me like you know slippers for christmas is pretty much what i get every year <laughs> um as as for like a birthday gift um dude it's rough because like especially being a february birthday month like dude growing up in like the 20s like in in my early 20s like i would try and throw like parties at yep. bars and different stuff. and then all of a sudden it'd be like no we're expecting 10 inches of snow and then like yep i remember everyone would, everyone would cancel on me and it's like all right well whatever you know it is what it is <laughs> um but uh like i said I mean, I'm, I'm simple like i don't you know maybe some car parts you know i you know for you know I've, I've got a classic mustang so you know maybe some car parts or something like that you know but really like i i don't need much and when i need it like i go find it on amazon or you know i, I order what i need when i need it you know right like, i'm not one of those people that really needs much you know oh any worst uh presents like that you can remember it's like oh my god i can't believe you got me this this is disgusting or whatever oh my (laughs) (laughs) i i have one but i don't know if this person still like it because they might be friends with you okay on facebook or like i don't know if they follow this show um there is a gift very much that comes to mind um (laughs) that it was it was a brutal gift um just because it was from someone very special to me at the time right um they gave it to me it was something that i could wear Mm -hmm. and i was forced to wear it oh boy but it was like if i if i gave it away which i don't want to because again i don't know if the person still follows us and like keeps up with everything so i don't want to hurt their feelings um <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it off air. Um, there was a lot but, of build up there <laughs> yeah it's let, let's just say it was a yeah can you just just give a general description of it it, it was a piece of clothing okay um again and i i was forced to wear it to an event um and it was brutal to do um and and uh, again it was a very sweet and thoughtful gift yeah um but it was just one of those it was just like oh god yeah 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 i gotta i gotta wear it because of the person and you know but um yeah oh my god because like that that's the first gift that comes to mind when i think of something like that oh my god um and and again it it wasn't a bad gift it was just it was the having to wear it to an event and it Mm -hmm. was just like like it's not me it's not like i would never wear this to an event and it was just like okay okay, like i'm doing it for you so i you appreciate (laughs) me wearing this for you (laughs) Um, I, in my head, I'm thinking it's like a one of those um, in the early, uh, what is it? That would have been like 20, I don't know, 2005, 2008 era where like the the uh, button downs like Chris Jericho where it was like red, but like super bright red and, sh- and shiny, those kind of shirts. That's what I'm thinking in my head where you have to wear something that wasn't 
quite your style and you felt embarrassed wearing it. That's what I'm thinking. You don't have to confirm or deny. We'll leave it there. We'll let it lie. We'll let the, the fans speculate. And hey, yeah, hit up JC and keep asking him questions on, on Twitter to see if he'll yeah, really yeah, feel it. Be my guest. You know, like, I'll, I'll just sit there and deny and deny and deny. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, no, man. like I said, I, you know, I'm the guy that I have never dated anyone during Valentine's Day, believe it or not. Wow. I have always I have always been single during Valentine's Day. Yeah. So like people will be like, oh, you know, what do you get your significant other for Valentine's Day? Or <laughs> you know, what what have you done for Valentine? I'm like, oh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> wouldn't know. We're acting, we're acting the wrong guy here. Wow. Yeah, uh, you know, like th- to me, like I said, like if if I were to, you know, for my birthday, like let's go out to dinner, let's, you know. Yep. Have a drink or two, yeah. you know, and, and call it a day. Yeah. Like I said, I don't, like, again, I don't, like, you want to buy me a baseball hat? Fine. You want to yeah. buy me some sports, whatever? Yeah. Great. Um, but like I said, it, you know, like I've had people in the past buy me cologne. I've had people buy me, you know, stuff like that. But yeah. it's, it, it's one of those where it's like, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, it, like I don't really care for cologne that much you know but like i said you know every now and again it, it's nice when you go to a wedding or you know something to right put a little put a little uh, spritz on you know but, yeah um how about how about you what's your worst oh man uh, uh you know what I, I can think of one of my worst one is uh as far as best ones there really is no best you know i've been um i've been gifted uh you know going to a white Sox game and you know they they put my happy birthday on the screen i've had that um stuff like that okay, yeah, yeah yep. stuff like that um you know uh a day at the spa you know you know an expensive spa where you're there for three hours and you know you do the salt pools and all that i've done all types of cool stuff um but to me is really spending time with your friends family and whether it's a drink at a bar or having the dinner together um that is more of what i would enjoy more just spending time with people because the the memories are everlasting um as far as gifts because because now that you mention it the i i was taken to a blackhawks game for my birthday many many years ago yeah um so that that was a nice one um but uh that was by a girl i was dating at the time yeah um but yeah like you know not much else really pops up in the way of you know yeah i mean i mean as as far as worst i remember i was this has got to be early 2000s i was working at the bank and i was working in um in the back room so i was working i was working with legal uh so lawyers would request documents uh because of a, a, a case i'd have to retrieve bank statements and whatever and then send that off so i'm working with nothing but women um, and it was my birthday and they made a big deal, you know, in an office setting, you no know, birthdays are a big deal. So, um, I remember she worked in the same cubicle area, but she was part of a different department, but we all kind of hung out. We were all almost around the same age and she gifted me some underwear. So that would be kind of very awkward when you're at the office party and you're opening your gifts and it's like underwear really 
uh, yeah, that, that, now, that did not go said well. She, she was about the same age as you? Yeah, she was maybe like three, four years younger. I might have been, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. So hmm. I think she might have been like in her early 20s. I was probably like 23, 24 or something around there. But it was very awkward. Not only that, yeah. like the person I was dating. Yeah, especially that, if you're opening in front of other coworkers. Right. That was the old. But th- that, that had to be pretty awkward for her as well, I would assume. But why? She was like, no, 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 don't open mine. Yeah, the, know, yeah. Like, give me a give me a warning. Like, don't you know that's for later. But still, even then, that makes it even more awkward. Like, why are you gifting your coworker underwear? You know, I was at that point. I was dating someone else, and it's like, uh, yeah, not you know, read the room, read the room, <laughs> just not not the type of thing that you want to do. You're definitely embarrassed in front of like all these older ladies that were part of the you know the the whole back room. So and then you know rumors start and I was like oh my god you just opened Pandora's box here, uh, so that's got to be the worst for being embarrassed. Yeah, l- luckily where I work, uh, you know, your birthday is like get back to work. Like, we don't care. Uh, <laughs> we left a Kit Kat so, at your locker. Enjoy your Kit yeah. Kat. Yeah, it's like uh, you're lucky you have a job. How do you get back to work? <laughs> Um, but I, I was told by one of my uh, one of my bosses that for whatever reason there's only two people who like their birthdays go out via Google update like in the whole like building yeah and I guess I'm one of them so like wow. every manager knew it was my birthday um, whereas like I guess nobody else's birthdays go out so I have no idea why my birthday is any more special than anybody else's but okay <laughs> I, do you get the special recognition I work for it like. Nope. nope. No, like I said, it was just like some of the managers were like, hey, is it your birthday today? Like, I got a Google update, you know, <laughs> on my calendar. And I'm like, dude, I have no idea, like, why you would get that. But okay, yeah, sure. You know. Yeah, it's a handshake and uh, data boy. Keep working. Well, it, it's probably because my birthday fell, used to fall on Super Bowl all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. So I used to call off, you know. Gotcha. You know, on my birthday. Yeah. So maybe that was their like, Oh yeah, it's Jason's birthday slash Super Bowl slash he's gonna call in sick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Google update. Yeah, yeah. Make, um, make sure you find coverage. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like I said, we'll have to talk about my. Uh, oh, we're, talking, we're definitely off talking off air about that one. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it was it was it was an article of like I said, it was an article of clothing, and like yeah. I said, I had to I had to wear it to something, and like I said, we'll talk more about it off. <laughs> All right, uh, you know we, we're we're good on time. Uh, is there anything that you're watching that you want to share with the listeners? Ooh, um, I watched the new Amazon Zorro uh, series. Okay, uh, which I guess is spoken in Spanish and then they dub into English. Okay, um, because I was sitting there watching their lips and I'm like, okay, this isn't matching up. And then someone was like, oh well, the series was shot in Spanish and then they dubbed the English. Um, but uh they used uh the gentleman from ted lasso um danny rojas danny rojas yeah um he he is like the original zorro and he i don't want to ruin the series but he kind of gets off at the very beginning of the series um but i will say his sword uh experience and play as zorro was god awful so (laughs) danny rojas Please practice your uh, your your swordsmanship before you take on another role. Yeah, like football that. is life. Um, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, like I said, I- I- interesting series. Um, anything else? Um, I went back and watched uh, Altered Carbon uh, season one. Okay, a couple weeks ago, uh, 
season two is just god awful. Um, but I did, I, I love that show for season one. I thought it was such a great concept um, for a show um, in the way of, you know, people don't die anymore. They're, you know, saved in like kind of a hard drive, if you would, mm-hmm. which they call a stack. And then like they can put your hard drive into any person, any body, any where like you know you might be an eight-year-old girl but you get put into a 40-year-old you know white female body mm-hmm. um so it was a very interesting concept to a show um trying to think of anything else um finished up reacher and uh, percy jackson was the other one Okay. Um, finished finished that series up, which you know you're a wrestling fan. Edge was in a couple episodes. Yep. Um, also, a gentleman from the TV show Psych, um, Carlton Lasseter, uh, who was a character on Psych. Um, the gentleman had a stroke, um, pretty pretty bad, um, and he plays one of the characters in Percy Jackson as well. So it was really good to see him as an actor. Um, you know, overcoming his personal, you know, medical issues yeah. um, to continue his career as an actor um, because, I mean, he had a pretty significant uh, stroke at the time and was basically like wheelchair bound. Oh, wow. um, um, still in the in the episode of Percy Jackson, he uses a cane. Um, but like I said, really great to see him, you know, uh, back to doing his profession. Awesome. How about you? What, what do you got? Uh, well, speaking of wrestling, um, I did enjoy the Royal Rumble, which was phenomenal. Uh, Cody Rhodes, you know, uh, won, the, won it again to finish his story. Um, but it was ruined. Did, did Vince McMahon make an appearance? No. No, no. He, he's... he's <laughs> that boy's incognito. That's why he wore his mustache. He has a mustache now, so he looks like a... a <laughs> Yeah, it, it looks, looks like it's, it's drawn out with a pencil. Yeah, yeah it's so bad. Um, but it was ruined by The Rock returning and taking his main event spot. So you know he became The Rock just came back to the, the TKO who owns the UFC and WWE. To, he became a board member. So he's like, yeah. uh, screw this! I'm gonna get my give myself a payday and I'm gonna show up for WrestleMania and take someone's spot. Um, so they had to change storylines and all that. So that's the behind the news. Um, you have local talent uh, CM Punk, who uh, tore his tricep at the Royal Rumble. Oh. Yeah, so it, it, you know he's clamoring. People have been clamoring for him to come back to WWE. He comes back, and his first major match, he tears his tricep. So, well, let's let's be honest. I mean, he's he's not getting any younger. No, um, not at all. So, like, I I can foresee many more injuries coming his way. Yeah, every time he's yeah. ma- wrestled in the past couple of years after a major, he's torn something. So it, it might be time to hang it up. It's just your body but, is not going to beat Father Time. Yeah, I I just had my 38th birthday, and I'm I'm like one sneeze away from you know <laughs> having a herniated disc. So you know I I can't imagine jumping off a top rope at at you know 40, however old he is. Yeah, he's know? like 40. He should be like 45, I think. Yeah. And so I mean, yeah. Like yeah, I said, yeah. Uh, I I know like as a wrestler, the more you do, the more your body, you know, becomes used to working, you know with the bumps and bruises and uh that that's like i used to do martial arts back in the day and yeah. like 
you know, I used to do like weapons and forms and uh, like uh, sparring, uh-huh. if you will. Right. Um, and like, I remember like, dude, I would take my bow staff and like, just, I mean, really lay into my ribs. And now it's like, dude, if I bump into a wall, I'm like, for like three days, I'm just like in pain. And it's like, dude, how did I used to like hit my ribs with like an inch and a half thick stick and like nothing. And now it's like, you know, I I bump into the corner of a wall or hits like a doorknob or something and I'm in pain for three days, (laughs) you know? Yeah. You know, put you on the injured reserve. Then you're like, Oh my God, I can't get up. Call me the man of glass. (laughs) I, you know, bump into something and I am Caruso. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Other thing that this show just came out on Hulu love and WWE. It's Bianca and Montez. Uh, Bianca's the world champion for the females. Uh, and in Montez, uh, he's a, he's, her husband is a wrestler and he's trying to like make it to that top tier uh, I think uh, if I remember correctly Montez is from the Chicago area that's probably one of the main reasons I watch um, very entertaining there's only eight episodes they're about 35 40 minutes um, so just really been watching a lot more wrestling because it's been more interesting um, what did I finish uh, oh true detective uh, okay. in, the, in the new season um, it's it's super weird and it's it's still it's very intriguing super weird it's based in alaska for this season you have two female leads um and it's it's like we don't know if it's you know white walkers or whatever is causing all these problems that are killing people um but you have a lot of native american um actors and storylines that are you know interweaved um it's, it's it's interesting and you leave every episode like what the hell is going on i i'm still confused and and true detective is is very known for doing that for confusing their audience until the end where you, it culminates all together so that's uh, what i've been watching other than that it's been uh, the bulls costing me money and the nba and uh excited for the super bowl uh what are you doing for the super bowl uh, I'll be at work, um, at least for a portion of it. Okay. Um, then come home and do dinner with the family, and uh, that's when we normally celebrate my birthday. Is you know on Super Bowl. That's so, awesome. That's uh, awesome. So we'll push it back a week, and you know, discussion of homemade uh, chicken marsala, and Ooh. you know, whatever. So we'll we'll see where that goes. That'll be exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I you know. Like I said, uh, not not too much in the way of TV shows recently. Um, I feel like I've watched a couple movies and such. Yeah. Um, Lift I watched with uh, Kevin Hart. Decent. It was all right. Um, you know, kind of a mix between Now You See Me and a uh, you know Ocean's Eleven or Thirteen yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I can't really think of much else, but All right. we'll wrap it up and get out of here and let you get to your dinner. Uh, so, 
we'll, we'll end the show that way, you know, <laughs> just like meh. All right, y'all, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. A big thank you to our sponsor, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans and Great Clothing Company. Go over there and use our promo code TrueFan15 at the checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Get your shirts now. Uh, I guess you can listen to Sean and Steven's show since uh, Steven decided to have food poisoning. But I will be on the next episode of uh, No Water on the Weekend because Sean is traveling to Texas. And he was in L.A. a couple weeks ago. So I usually fill in for that. Um, so you can check out No Water on the Weekend available everywhere uh, you get your podcast. Uh, let's see. We're going to shout out Ronesh, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we played on the audio version of today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for your moment merch and gear. You can find us at TCSF Pod on Twitter. You can find us uh, True Chicago Sports Fans on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. You got JC's uh, handle right there, JC Dynasty FF on the Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you can hit me up at Big Z underscore six hundred six Media on my platforms, and you can reach out to us at True Chicago Sports Fans at Gmail dot com. All right, y'all. I am Big Z, and we got JC in the house. We're signing off, and we'll see you next time for episode 181. And until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.